Father, we thank you. Now let's give the Lord thanks for the word that we're about to receive. Just thank him and say, Father, we thank you for the word that you are prepared to give to us. We give you praise. Oh, blessed be God forever. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. All right, praise the Lord. I said the Lord is good. All right, let's take that declaration we normally take at the beginning of prayer. All right, one, two, let's go. We enter into the presence of the Father, each one as a renewed child of God. We have not come in the power of the good works which we have done. We have come only because of the grace and mercy which we have in Christ Jesus. We thank the Lord for saving us. We thank the Lord for washing us clean. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. We have come to God, the judge of all. We have come to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We declare in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you believe that, give me an amen. Amen. Now that's how we, anytime we want to pray, I just want us to repeat it again. Anytime we start to pray, today's our school of prayer, just like a reminder. Never forget it. You don't come to prayer because you think in yourself you have done anything to make God listen to you. I hope it is clear. Please, we can't say these things enough. Don't do things that will make him not listen. Don't shortchange the power of Christ working in you. Anytime you are coming, remember, you are coming because of the grace and mercy which you have in Christ Jesus. You have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Every sense of unworthiness is removed by that blood. And no other claim do you have to God's favor or God's presence apart from that which you have in Christ Jesus. Never forget it. What did I say? Please, again, I just feel like saying it again. You don't fast so that God can hear you. The hungry you and the eating you. Is that good? The you that as it are you getting my point? Uh-huh. The, the, <laughs> the message is fast. Alright, the hungry you and the eating you, or they have eaten you, both of them have the same claim in God's presence. Please, I hope I'm clear. Don't increase your faith because you prayed hungry. You will be disappointed. Next point. Good work is good. Every child of God must be a doer, a continual doer of good works. However, anytime you approach the presence of God to pray, never have it in your mind. Never have it in your mind when you approach the presence of God to pray as if you have done good. You shouldn't feel happier to pray after you gave a million naira offering than before you did. You shouldn't feel more confident to pray after you just saved, you just preached to two people and one Amubu gave his life to Christ. No, they call Amubu. <laughs> Somebody who's high all the time just gave his life to Christ. All right? You now go and go and finish like, yeah, I'm an evangelist. Time to pray. Please don't do that. You can pray anytime. I'm just saying, don't take confidence from any of those things. Don't say because I've now given an offering. The type I have, no, you've done something dangerous. Something you have never done before. 
please, God will not hear you more than he heard you before you did something you had done before. Do you get my point? Please, I keep on saying this. Sometimes when you say this, some people say, think that you are discouraging Christians from giving. Let me say it this way. If that was the reason why you were giving, you should be discouraged from doing it. I have no apologies concerning that. If the reason why you were giving is so that God can hear you, then please stop. Just that's what I'm saying out. Go and eat all your money by yourself for six months and pray in those six months and see which am- whether you won't have more testimonies than before. Please never forget it. Now, that is not to say that Christians shouldn't do good works. I'm just saying that it's not their claim to favor. It's not. It is their expression of faith. It's their expression of love. It's the expression of a Christian life. Like a young man said to me once after a church service, yes, sir, I want to ask you something. He said, I don't know, am I all right? I said, what do you mean? He said, this is any time I give, I'm happy. He said, it makes me happy. I said, yeah. So what's the problem? He said, once, is it normal? I asked him a simple question. I said, do you brag to anybody about it? He said, no. I said, when you go to pray, do you quote those things for God in prayer? He said, no. He said, the only thing that it does that just makes you happy. He said, yes. I brought out my hand. I shook his hand. I said, congratulations. Now you're a Christian. I said, now you are born again. Now you know you are born again. That doing good just makes you happy. I said, you are born again. So for us, that's what we do. The day you do great, and the day you don't do great things, it is not, it does not, it should not affect the way you pray. I hope you're getting my point. Because a lot of people, God is not answering them. Before they, before they can ask God for anything, they have to do something first. You're a sinner. If you ask how you are behaving. I know you've not heard many people tell you that, apart from people like us. But just know it now. You're a sinner. Now, I said what I said, choosing my words carefully. Only sinners behave like that. Those who are still worshipping idols. Those who have converted Jesus Christ to an idol. They have made an, a graven image of him. They're the ones that behave like that. You know, many people, they don't... They, it's very common in Christianity. Many people know what they do. Just change the name. You know, go and read that, the, the, that Exodus 20 again. The third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God and do what? Place it on a vain thing. If you re- read an average Bible without commentary, it will tell you, that shall not, you know, if, if there's no commentary, just say, that shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. But actually, what was Moses saying? There are three commandments. Number one, there must be no other God. Number two, don't make a graven image. Well, number three, let me remind us of that again. We've talked about it here again and again. Number three is that when you find a beautiful image or a beautiful temple, and they say this temple is to dig on, this temple is to bow, this altar is to Ashtoreth, this altar is to Ra, different gods brought from Egypt and in the promised land. Some of those temples were beautiful. People are still visiting them today in Greece. So what's the temptation? You say, no, we can't destroy this. You remove temple of Dagon. You remove Dagon and put I am on it. Because I don't do that. When you find the temple of Dagon, break it down. Break it down. I will let you know where I'm going to put my name. This is how you build my altar. Keep this in the tabernacle for now. Then later on, Solomon built the temple. But God said, don't take now. Why I'm saying all of this is this. It's very common in Christianity. We take idolatrous practices and Christianize them. And I'm saying it is now. 
many Christians, that's how they are still living. Exactly what they did when they were worshipping other gods. They do it for Jesus now. I was in the church once. I've told this story many times. This God, the man makes me laugh. Someone invited me for a big program, massive church. Those of us there that day, if we were few, probably be like 5,000, but probably like 10. They did a major program. So a friend of ours invited us, my wife and I, and I think somebody else. We all went there. And because this is Pastor Bang, they put up me in front, you know, where the pastors are seated. So at the point that one pastor came up, and he was talking and talking. So I, pre- I asked the person beside me. I said, what is he doing? He says, the one that raises money in our church. I said, is that why he must be telling lies? I said, he should just tell us what he wants to do with the money. He was saying the word he was saying. They put the account number on the screen. I, I stopped listening to him. I transferred the money I wanted to transfer to the account number on the screen. And I said, what is all of this nonsense? What was he saying? Which I'm telling the story again. He said, those days, when it's time, he made it, tell us the name of the village idol. When it's time, they know how they used to prepare. They used to do this. So you are going to do that? I said, you think your idol has come to church? No. The way you worship your village idol, don't bring it here. Don't switch them. Please go and read that my article. It's not like other gods. Please, you don't worship Jesus the way you worship other gods. Other gods, they don't talk to you unless you give them something. I hope you're getting my point. So we now think I want to pray. We have to go and bring something. I've seen pastors actually tell you that, and the best I want to tell you is his senior uncle. The man said, he had this braggadocious way of walking and talking. Good man. Well, anointed. Tells a lot of lies when he's preaching. But anointed. Anointed, really. You can misuse the anointing. He said, when people are offering goats and sheep and cows against him, he offered the Mercedes Benz. Say, I gave a Mercedes Benz and my uncle died. He said, sacrifice against sacrifice. He said, which one is costlier? A cow or a Mercedes Benz? And I shook my head. You know the painful part? The man talking, I knew he knew what he was saying was a lie. Yeah. Somebody I heard preaching when we were tiny children. There's no way he wouldn't understand that spiritual things don't work like that. The blood of a cockroach is more powerful than a Mercedes Benz. Okay, let's not say cockroach. A turtle dove. A literal one. A tiny, you know, one-year-old lamb has more power. Yeah, because that one is literal blood. The life of the flesh is in the price. The value of the car. You see what I'm saying? He knew the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given that to you as an atonement for yourselves. That's it, for, literally for yourselves. For your souls, he said. So blood has a different quality of talk, different from engine. When you rev engine, they don't hear in heaven. Angels can overtake your engine anytime. Ah. Get it. What do you call, what's the name of that fastest? What's the name of that car? Bugatti, thank you. Get a Bugatti and take off full speed. And then just half as, an angel half asleep will overtake you 10 times. You know what they call 10 laps? When you're still going for one, the angel has done 10 laps and he's half asleep. If he wakes up, 
No, that's not it. That's not it. That's the worship of false gods. We bring it to Christianity. So let me give Jesus an, a, a, a message Benz so he can kill my enemies. He, he doesn't, he, he's not killing anybody. He, he thinks you're out of your mind. Please, I want to remind us again. Christians, Jesus is not like other gods. Our Heavenly Father is not like other gods. You don't have to give him something before he listens to you. He's not like that. That material thing now. What he used to accept, we know, is a blood sacrifice to make an atonement for your souls. But now, that blood, Jesus has shed his blood once and for all. And has entered into that holy place once and for all. With that blood that was shed for your sake and my sake. So we can come boldly at any time. Any time. Freely. The only thing we offer, we said it the other time, is what? Praise. Praise, uh Thanksgiving and then? Consecration. Consecration of ourselves. And that's where he differs from other gods. Other gods don't need you to be fully dedicated to them. Just offer their sacrifices. So today will be festival of one god, god of the moon. Next month is festival of god of the sun. The other one is festival of god of the ocean. Then the next one is the festival of uh, god of uh, agriculture. Then god of family life. But you know what Moses said? Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. And that one God, you shall serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. You can't divide the service. It's not like other gods. Anytime you come to prayer, you come to be transformed. You know, we said it. Prayer is not primarily about you. It's about God. So you come our Father. You magnify Him. You hallow His name. Then you say, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. That's the primary thing. You want His will established. The greatest thing your life is about is to express the will of God on this earth. That's it. Everybody has been called to express a part of the will of God. Everybody has been called. I'll give an example. I'm a teacher of the word. So the one that hits me most is from scriptures. Jeremiah said, he was quoted, he said, he said, he was prophesying. He said, God, thus is the Lord. He said, I will give them what? Pastors or shepherds after my heart who will feed them with knowledge and with understanding. You know, John the Baptist said something. He said, who are you? What should we tell the people that sent us? He said, say to them, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He was reading from Isaiah chapter 40. You want to know something? There's a portion about you that has been written somewhere. The prayer we're praying today when Pastor Kimite was leading us. Remember that prayer? What was the prayer? That that which God ordained for you to do, that you will do it. And it's a vital prayer. Let me just say something. There's no determination. I'll make up my mind, I'll do it. No, forget that, you know. As you are beginning to make up your mind, you are doing it. That's how you will not do it. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. It's a prayer point. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Everything is a prayer point. Everything is a prayer point. You have to go to God and say, I have come to do your will. Now strengthen me to do it. Nevertheless, not my will. Lord, let your will be done. Everybody has been ordained to express God on this earth. So we'll go to prayer. That's our primary thing. It's not God, please. I don't want to be hungry again. <laughs> no, it's not the primary. You know what Jesus said? No, we think that we just have to pray about that thing. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be added unto you. 
please, let's never forget that. I just want you to drop that one for us before we start teaching again today. And as we take our seats, let's quickly take our declaration of understanding. One, two, let's go. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ear to his word. The word is entering my heart. It's giving me light, direction. It's healing me in every area. Most importantly. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Let's take our seats. We are teaching prayer basics. The reprint said that the most important person on this earth, or the, did he say most important or most powerful? He says not a big politician. He's not an outgoing president, a president elect. He's not the people who are waiting to be announced as winners. <laughs> Can I digress more? <laughs> Look at the way which she is laughing as if I've done something she has not seen before. You know, let me tell you something here. Many times God waits for our prayers. Yes. Hmm? Now, remember, remind me that I was talking about the Red Prince's statement, right? Before, before a man of God gets lost. Listen to me. God waits for our prayers many times. Like when you see what's going on in Enugu right now, that these two people are laying claim to the throne. And one said, declare us as the winner. And the other said, Declare me as a winner. You, they rigged in your father's backyard. That one said they rigged in your grandfather's backyard. You know that's what they have been saying. Unless you have not been following. Now, please, I will say this again. There's a little book I wrote late last year. I found out many Christians who read the book did not even agree to walk by it. One of our sisters, she may be listening to this, called, sent me a message. She said, Pastor, let me confess. You warned us, but I didn't follow what you said. Yes, I mean, the Lord forgive me. I said, yes, the Lord forgive you. I said, but I wrote a book on it. I I read it, but to become practical about what you wrote is a different matter. Please, go and read the book again. Let us agree. It's not too late. God can take your repentance. He will accept it now. And take down your prayer, your prayer, and backdate it. And use it last year. Trust me, he knows how he does that. Please, I beg you. Why am I saying it? So if you're in a situation like ours, now, there are two, of course, many of us voted, but that's why they are struggling, because many of us voted for each one of them. All right? You can guess which one I voted for. You can just guess. You know how to guess. <laughs> you know, anyway, I'll tell you later. I, no, I voted. Though. I didn't miss one vote. Though. All my votes were valid. Yes. yes. All my votes were properly placed. It did not cross to the top or to the bottom. It didn't even touch the lines. Unless they say if your fingerprint is too many on it, they won't count it. Because when I put it, it doesn't show well. I do it again. And I, 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 it shows very well. I was, I was very, very deliberate. And then I blew on so that yeah. Then I folded it properly. I folded it. I, 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 
The last one, I even rubbed my finger on the face to see whether it will do, whether it will shift. I voted every single, how many ballots? Not five? Yes, five. Senate, House of Reps, President, Governor, House of Assembly. Yeah, I, I voted all of them, okay? I voted. So I, I'm, I'm happy I did. I told you to vote, so I had to vote. The Lord is good. Now, why this imbroglio is going on, this in, you're not sure of which. If, please let me beg you, if you voted for one of these two people that look like they are planning to win, one of them will have to be the one that win. Apparently, it's a very narrow, you know, stand, it's a tight race. One mistake you should not make, that's why I'm talking about it, is to get on your knees and pray that your candidate will win. You'll be displeasing God. A very good friend of mine, a good brother, good friend of ours here, ran for office. I prayed for him, blessed him, but I couldn't ask God to make him win. Couldn't go out from my mouth. It's a political post. God has made a decision. And for that reason, I can't go against it if I don't know it. Forget all the prophets who are prophesying. No prophet is allowed to prophesy for you anything. Prophecies come in different um, um, forms. There are prophetic words that you are supposed to just observe, not to effect with prayer and a lifestyle. The choice of leaders is one of those things. I've seen people tell you that uh, if you uh, that God revealed to him that this man will win if we don't pray. I say it's not true. If God revealed to you that man, that's the one he revealed. Prayer or no prayer, that's your next president or next governor. Prophetic prayers will change, all right, or modify by your action or your prayers. Prophetic words that you can modify or, you know, pray into existence are things like a word of judgment, a word of blessing. I hope you're getting my point. Those are, they are different. Okay? The kind of prophetic word that tells you, I've appointed Saul as the next king of Israel. Someone is supposed to watch and let it happen. Someone is not allowed to try and modify it. He's not allowed to try and enforce it. All he will do is appoint, anoint Saul and leave. And Israel will, by lot, by themselves, pick Saul. And the one thing prophets used to do, people like Jeremiah, you say then, that is now, Jeremiah's own was his, his cousin coming to him. His relative to offer him a, a, a land, a piece of land to buy. He said, The Lord came to the, the word of the Lord came to him that this is your, your cousin will come. I know where his cousin. Anyway, relative. This relative will come and offer you this portion of land. All right? You will buy it and he told him what to do. So he was waiting. Now that's the kind of thing I'm saying. You're not supposed to pray about it or activate it or try to inactivate it. It's not a word of judgment. God has just given a sign. So what happened was that Jeremiah waited. Then his cousin, or his, his relative came and offered him land to buy. You know what Jeremiah said? He said, then I knew that indeed the Lord spoke to me. Jeremiah. The voice of the Lord was not unclear to him. Can I give you some of those days? He said, what I've said, if it makes sense to you, use it. If it doesn't, throw it away. Yeah, he said, maybe I don't know what I'm saying. Their prophetic words, they are supposed to just observe them happen. If God reveals to this be the next president, you are not supposed to do anything about it. 
The only thing you can do is start praying for the person. If you are so certain, you start praying for the individual. And that's one thing I want to warn the Christians about in Nigeria. Please, once they finish swearing people in, forget. See, there's a lie that Satan sells to us. Very common. I met a lot of pastors around here used to say that. People who I know who said such things. It's unfortunate because those things are very, very bad. You tell this man was not appointed by God. I heard many of our senior brothers say that Buari was sore. You heard that, didn't you? If you didn't hear, you've not been following things. That David is coming. And they were saying this Saul when Buari had four years to go. And the attitude of them was that Saul has been rejected by God. And I felt like saying, even David will stay only four years. What is nice what is this one you are telling me? I don't know whether I get my point. This is your Saul is staying how many years? Four years. If David comes, he will stay another four years. What's all the nice? You think this is Israel? When we anoint you king, we will be, we'll be under your ruler for the next 45 years. David or Saul, bros, you are losing for four years, they will have to go and vote for you again. And if you manage to get the second ten, you are losing, they are losing eight years. So, the, they are Saul, the Saul according to my brethren, ruled how many years? No, you know who Saul is now, according to our prophetic brethren. Eight years. If David comes, how many, do you, 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 you think Nigeria <laughs> is in New Jerusalem? <laughs> Where Jesus will now come and reign physically forever. No. If your David comes, and that's I know some of those prophetic words, I don't believe them. Because when David comes, he's also going to stay four or eight years. So Saul stayed eight years. David will stay four or eight years. So what's all the noise about? And this prophetic words, the question is that, what am I supposed to do with it? That's what I want people to know. What am I supposed to do with it? This is where I'm going. And that's what I want to warn the church again. About, beginning from now. Please, people of God, those who listen to me, please follow this thing I'm about to tell you. And if you don't, the way God will be angry with you, you won't like it. So I'm not giving you a choice that if you don't like it, drop it. You must like this one. Okay, now. You must like this one. You must obey it. It's the word of God. I'm not equivocating about it at all. Because if I don't like it, if you don't like it, you're in trouble. No word of God leaves you the same. Whether it's bringing you up or taking you down. Make up your mind. Now, I have to start sounding the warning now. I have to start sounding the warning. What's the meaning of telling me somebody is Saul? What ended up, ended up happening is that those who believe the word that this man is Saul, you know what they did? They withheld their prayers from him. They started waiting patiently that he might die or his tenure expire. And by that, they were disobeying God on a daily basis because they believed the word that this man is Saul. Forget there's no Saul in death, my friend. Leave all this Saulish thing out of this thing. Want to hear the truth? They said that there was no Saul. Many people did they know they prophesy. See, I feel like having a seminar, one hour, two hours for prophets. Even though you say, Pastor, you're not a prophet. doesn't matter. I have understanding. I may not be a prophet, but I have understanding. There's a lot of prophetic madness. It's not bad because the madness of the prophet. Yeah, it's in scripture. It was referring to Balaam. It's called the madness of the prophet. What's the madness of the prophet? It was referring literally to the fact that Balaam was angry and all of that. But what I wanted to understand is that prophetic anointings are corrupted by emotions. In Balaam's case, it was money. 
Many prophets prophesy for gain. That's madness of the prophet. But the emotions of the prophet also happens. So you see, when God called Jeremiah to prophesy, clean heart, open heart, he prophesied that all of you are going into captivity. All the prophets came against him. Jeremiah would tell them, see, the king of Babylon is besieging you. Thus says the Lord, if you want to save your life, go and surrender to him. God says, you will be safe. I will take care of you. You are going into exile. I will bless you in that land. But who wants to go into exile? Nobody wants to go into exile. Huh? So the other prophets came and said, no. That this siege will last two years and God will break it. The yoke of the king of Babylon in two years. Now, everybody drifted towards that. God killed that prophet for each other anyway. Why? He said you instigated rebellion against the Lord. Again, Jeremiah, good prophet. One time I finished, was he Ananiah or or Ananiah? Okay, that's Jeremiah chapter 28. Yeah. So Ananiah came. And everybody followed Ananiah. Why? He was saying two years, two years. Now, why was Ananiah saying that? It's simple. It's the desire in his heart that led him into... Now, he was a genuine prophet too. But because he strongly wanted the people to be safe and not go into captivity, the desire in his heart caused him to hear something different from what God was saying. That's why I tell prophets, eh? of course, these things are not personal determinations, they are prayer matters. You will kneel down and ask God to cleanse your heart. You have to. Because there have been prophets that told me something, I said, hey, hey. And the, the prophet I'm talking about, some of them, people I believe very well, that this, this prophet is prophesying, I say, this guy, I believe him. He's a good prophet. He's a credible prophet. He said, but this one he's saying, God did not say it to him. He said, Pastor Bank, how do you know these things? I mean, if I don't know. I, I, when they just start prophesying, I just look and say, this guy is not speaking for God. His emotions are so strong. One prophet was speaking the other day. After this results, election came out. As began to prophesy, I could see, no, no, this will sound funny. I could see his spirit sagging. It was almost visible. You could see it in his face. You could hear it in his words. That this man's spirit is down. Every word he's speaking now, don't go by them. And some of those words are nothing but accusations. They are not prophetic words, but accusations against the nation. And accusations are terrible. They can stir up negative things that will try to confirm their prophecy. Yeah, many people are prophesying. They are nothing but accusers. When you see Papa Lau prophesying, he's an accuser. Yeah, many prophecies are nothing but accusations. And this is what I do. Once I hear them, I go and plead against the accusations. I go before the throne of God and invoke the mercy of God against the accusations. When they say the nation will be born, I say, God, don't hear, listen to them. I beg you in the name of Jesus, don't listen to them. Grant us peace. Your name is God that makes words cease. I invoke that name against their prophetic accusations. What I'm telling is a matter of fact. Prophets, that's why they start making mistakes. Sometimes when prophets are too comfortable, you see it in the scriptures, they start telling lies. Was it not a prophet that, that young prophet, we don't know his name, was not the, was not the old prophet that said to him, the Lord said to me, I am to bring you back. 
the Lord said to me, you are to eat in that city. And the young prophet said, my senior brother cannot be lying. But the Bible says, but he lied to him. That thing worried me for years. But it cured me also. I don't care who you are. That's why I'm so bold. When people are talking, looking at me, I don't believe you. So I saw in the vision. I said, bros, what did you eat that night? Because those who did not see, who are not prophets, don't they see visions too? The Bible calls dreams visions of the night. If you have never dreamt here before, put up your hand. Go and do an EEG to see the kind of brain you have. Everybody dreams. The Bible tells that a man can be hungry. They have to dream of food. Then he wakes up low. It was a dream. Is that what the Bible says? You go to sleep hungry, be dreaming of buffet. They lined up from one end of, like an American buffet. <laughs> from one end of the hall, or is it Tonga? To the other end, you'll be eating in your dream. Listen, all this one they say, I ate in my dream. It's not which, it's hunger. If you don't want to eat your dream again, eat well before you sleep. What you'll be doing is eating your dream. <laughs> you will not be eating your dream. <laughs> the Lord is good. So these are the prophetic mistakes, the stumbling points for prophets. It's very easy. When their their emotions are too strong, they hear God wrongly. They misinterpret what God is saying. Sometimes they hear God correctly. But interpretation is the problem. Because many times, visions come halfway. They are not clear. They are not clear. Sometimes even difficult to recollect in full. It happens to prophets also. The thing is shady, it's fuzzy. So their mind starts putting in the missing pieces. I hope you're getting my point. Their mind, and then you put the pieces in according to what's inside your heart. And that's where the problem is. It takes a lot of discipline to say, in that vision the Lord showed me, I saw this, then I didn't see anything again. Then I saw this. So many gaps inside, I don't know what it means. If you say it like that, don't worry. Over time, it will become clear. If the Lord did not interpret a vision, don't interpret it. Say the way it is, finish declaring the vision, then let it go. Then let those of us who hear you, and you are also part of that, you cannot try and analyze it. Because there have been times that people, there will be people who have more understanding than you that will tell you what your vision meant. There have been times I heard prophets narrate visions. And I believe their vision is 100%. But their interpretation as they are giving it, I throw it away. And the ones I have in mind, every single time I was right. I was not the one that saw the vision. I heard them declare the vision they saw. The interpretation they gave was what I rejected. I gave it my own interpretation based on scripture, based on understanding, based on experience with the word of God. And each time I was right, and they were wrong. Yeah, the vision was accurate. Please, I hope you are getting my point. You know, I said I want to warn you about something. Do you remember that? When people said that, hey, this man is Saul, what happened to them? Without them realize, they subtly told us, don't pray for him. Reject him in your heart. You know what happened? Most people became what? An accuser. A man that they are supposed to intercede for day and night and pray to God for. To pray for wisdom. To pray for protection, to pay, pray that God will use him, they reject him and say, God can't use this one. And they forget. 
that is Saul in the Bible that they are talking about. David, who was to come after him, honored him all the days of his life. David fought for that Saul. I hope you know. The only time David saved him. The only time David left him was when he tried to kill David. If you, you are really a David and you see Saul on the throne, God says, go there, play music for him. Clear madness off his face. Clear the evil spirit away from him. By your skill, invoke peace upon him. By your arms I have trained for war, fight his battles. But when we said, say, man was Saul, what did we do? We sat in our house, we refused to pray for him. We accused him day and night. And we kept every day waiting to read the news. He collapsed and died. That was the meaning of our prophetic words that this is Saul. And he said, wait for David. Then primary is finished. None of our Davids won primaries. None of our Davids won primaries. So we looked amongst those that won the primaries. We picked one and said, surely the Lord's anointed before him. Because this is how they pick Saul. Once you use the sin of your eyes, it is Saul you have picked. Then prophets began to prophesy, God said, they have come again. When would they learn? When would they learn they have come again? I'm not giving the one I'm, I want to give people. Though. I've not yet given the one. I'm giving a preamble to it. You know what I'm seeing going on right now? People of God, please listen to this. This is the spirit of God that I have. By that influence, by the power of God's understanding and the influence of his anointing in my life, I'm speaking this to you. I'm not saying the Lord said to me. No, I didn't say that. But I've observed that I have understanding. And I see many people who claim they are fighting for God have yielded themselves over to satanic strategies. What is the satanic strategy we're about to face? The church has been primed to reject anybody who sits on that throne if it's not the person they wanted. It's a satanic strategy. Now, this is my warning to you. Don't fall for it. Whether it's state in Enugu here where we are, or your state wherever you're listening to us from, or nationally, once somebody says, I swear by, I don't know how they swear, I solemnly swear to faithfully defend the constitution and all of that, and say, swear me God. And they blow the pam, 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 and the person signs and they say, Mr. Go- President, Mr. Governor, from that day, you sin against God if your whole heart does not pray for him and labor for him like David would have labored for Saul. That is the warning I want to give you. Go against it at your own peril. Because I see the madness is accumulating again. It's accumulating. It's accumulating. Let me sit in Enugu where we are now. Eh? There are two strong issues now. Labour Party is saying, PDP, the two of them, fighting head to head. Now, you want to hear the truth? You can be offended. All of them are dishonest. There's not one honest person between the PDP in Enugu and Labour Party, both nationally and locally. All of them. See, we are in Eastern Nigeria. All our PDP, uh, Labour Party people are disgruntled PDP members. I lie? Why are you afraid? <laughs> now, please, that's not, I'm not angry with anybody. Please, you have to understand me. I'm just saying that don't even feel like you are righteous because you are supporting one person against another. Don't even feel like it. Only Jesus is the one to be trusted. There's no... <laughs> not me? 
Please, let's use Enugu as an example. I don't care who you voted for. Many of you trooped out to go and vote for the Labour Party. I know people who campaigned for PDP and voted for Abga. <laughs> yes. They were there campaigning. Umbrella, umbrella. They were carrying umbrella up and down. Voting time now. They vote for Africa. And you are following human beings. If you follow human beings politically, you are going, you are going to a pit. I, I, I even know people. I won't mention names. In the morning, they finished campaigning, campaign. Then they about to go and vote. They got a phone call. Then they changed who they were voting for. So if they talk to you the night before, eh? You think you are together. Next morning they left you. One of them even said that he felt that that call was prophetic. Meanwhile, the person he voted for is coming like number seven. <laughs> okay, okay, let's not lie. Maybe like number four. Prophetic voting. If I can see two of them looking at me from wherever they are sitting. They did prophetic voting. And the person they voted for. This is Enugu now they talk. I'm not talking nationally. This is Enugu where we did here. They went and voted for somebody who's coming last. And they were using prophecy to vote. Some of them, they followed their husband out of humility. Say, my husband knows the will of God. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention anybody's name? I'm looking at the apostle. Whether he's the one. <laughs> what I'm saying, all of this is that listen. Once they finish with all of this, and they swear in our Mister Governor, whoever it is, this is what you will do. You will forget who you campaigned for, who you voted for, who you prophetically saw. Because some of these prophetic visions, eh, is for an appointed time. The person you saw in the vision is coming in the year 2085. <laughs> uh, do you know what Daniel saw? Daniel saw things that his great grandchildren will not even be alive when they will happen. Some of you have seen visions that will come to pass in the next 55 years. So leave that in. And the state and the country must run until that time. I hope you are getting my point. The embarrassment pastors have caused us, caused us in this country. Eh? It don't do. Ha! Ah, it don't do. One was saying something. Ah! I just, you know, especially when people who are sharing the video with you, they will say, they will say, bank, you see your mates. <laughs> These are my classmates. This guy said, my name is, I can't remember his name. They just said, my name is Aboricogo. I'm telling you, by 2023, this man will be the next governor of this state. If he's not the one, cut my hand off. And the person is lost. <laughs> yeah. The person is not even coming close. That guy is not. He did shout, they shout. As a man of God, the prophetic hand of a function of God is upon me. And the Holy Spirit lives. As God lives, I say to you. Get the gyrate, gyrate. So God says, if I cut your hand now, they will say I'm wicked. Please let me beg God these prophets. Eh? Just stop seeing visions for now. You should go on vision holiday. They even see who's up and they get leave. Even those of us who teach, maybe December they rest. 
Normally, I take a break. So, you say, take prophetic break. May your head feel clear. You have seen your visions are now having parallax. And, you know, prophetic interference. You know, God, God is talking to somebody. The line will cross thanks to MTN and Glow. You pick the call. They are not talking to you. You say, God called you. Many people won't pay attention properly. So, please, I'm begging prophets. Me and I chill small. Go for retreats. One man came the other day, said that the prophets have met and decided. I said, which Bible did you see that? You prophets sat down and decided. I said, what is all of this? Hey, relax. Watch, let me tell you, many people don't know the primary job of a prophet. It's not to see visions. The primary assignment of a prophet is to warn people who are disobeying God. I'll give you a rough estimate. That is 75% of their job. Another 15% is to encourage those who are obeying God. So they will come to Zero Babel and encourage him. And you hear about the two sons of oil who by their prophesying they strengthen the hand of Zero Babel to do the work of God. That's going to scripture only about 15%. Then the other one are visions given to guide decision making. So that Saul will know who to anoint. I hope you're getting my point. Uh, sorry, Samuel. So Samuel would know who to anoint. So that they will know which way to go to, into the battle. To know which angle to come from. Most battles that David went for, nobody told him anything. They attacked him, he attacked back. That's all. Nobody fight. You think he saw a vision of Goliath? He just came. He said, bros, what's going on? He said, that is the giant, the champion from the side of the Philistines. Uh-huh. He said, what will happen if I kill him? The brothers got angry. What are you looking for here? He said, I'm just asking what is going on. There was no vision, no revelation. The man just followed the thoughts of his heart and attacked Goliath and killed Goliath. I hope you're getting my point. But occasionally, occasionally, it's not often David would do it. Many of us think he always did it. He will say, shall I pursue them or don't pursue them? Bring me the effort. He used to do that when he's confused. Most times he's not confused. Most times the Ammonites are coming. Joab, take care of them. The other men are coming. Say, Joab, tell your brother, take care of those people. And they just go to battle and fight and fight. There was no special thing. What he did is that the Lord has trained my hand to war. That's all. It's only occasionally he will say, we saw come to Kayla. And the Lord will say to me, yes, saw we come. They will ask, will, they, will the people of Kayla give me up to him? And God said, yes, they will give you up. So he ran away from Kayla. He didn't say, Lord, will I enter into this cave? He saw a cave he entered. Most times he made his decisions rationally. It's only once in a while he'll go out of his way, you know, to use some other methods to make decisions, which is what I taught in that book, guided by the Spirit. So the, if you're a prophet, I'm giving you instructions. Don't go in around trying to tell us what the, where the moon will rise from at the end of the month. So, some of those prophetic words, when I hear that, I say, okay, what am I supposed to do with it? 
Because that's what I always, I always ask. Okay, okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. This man will need election. So, am I supposed to vote to make it come to pass? Or what? Sometimes some, you will have signs. But many times, these days, eh, we don't, signs, there are signs in the stars and the moon and everything. Now. Everybody comes. Which is why I had to tweet the other time. I said, it's election time. Brethren, please leave the prophets alone. Just pray and go and vote. And I said, I said most of these prophecies that you are hearing won't come to pass. Oh. I, I said it clearly. I said, most of them will not come to pass. So relax. But just go and vote. And I want to give you instruction again, which is what I gave earlier. I want to repeat it. Once God swears anybody in, you are forbidden from rejecting the person in your heart. Another prophet will soon come. They always come. And say, God did not choose this one. God chose this one, but they rigged this one out. I said, God, your God, your own God could not take care of rigging. I said, bros, there's something wrong with your vision. There is something absolutely wrong with your vision. There's a vision that I just rejected entirely. I said, my bros, wait, go. People have asked me questions like, eh, if somebody is the will of God, but the way he entered the office is wrong, is it still the will of God? I'll just give my answers from scripture. When was David appointed as the king of Israel? Just before he took the throne? Or long before he took the throne? Answer, answer me. Good. Is that choice of God determined by whether he killed Saul or he didn't kill Saul? No, answer me. How you behave does not, does not determine. We can't use that one to decide whether you are God's choice or you are not. It's not even possible. Even if you don't do the will of God, it doesn't still matter. I hope you understand my point. Just that we were praying. We did not hear Pastor Kim, they said, initially, Jehu, he did everything God said, then he stopped. They saw do the will of God. Jehu was even tried. Jehu, he tried. They saw do what God wanted. Saw, did he? He was disobeying God from the first assignment. Go and kill the Amalekites. Kill everything. Say, oh boy, kill even the good goods. Kill all the bad goods. Bring the good goods home. <laughs> what about the king of the Amalekites? The guy begged me. But God said, you must wipe everybody out. His kingdom is gone. Ah. Instantly, God got angry with him. And rejected him, right? Truffles. So, my first question. Being chosen by God, is there any guarantee you do the will of God? After God rejected him, I don't know how long he lasted on the throne, till the last moment, David honored him, respected him, and commanded everybody to obey him. As much as is possible. Now, what I'm referring to, because I said people tell me before that, you know, <laughs> one brother told me once, when we were talking about God, God, presents are chosen by God and all of that, he said, no. That in Akute one scripture, you know, this is our Bible, you can twist it any way you like. If you are, especially when you're a contortionist, you can twist it. He said, leaders are ordained to do good, to punish evil and reward righteousness. I said, uh-huh. He said, so unless the leader is doing that, you're not under, you know, obligation to support, to pray for, or to accept that they are cho- chosen by God. Let me just ask you a simple question. So you know that our logic is very, very twisted. 
Who wrote that scripture that the leaders are chosen by God? Paul. Paul wrote it. Paul wrote it. Under whose authority was he suffering? <laughs> who was tossing from prison to another? The Romans. The same man who was being oppressed. Some of those letters he wrote from inside prison. Some of the time he prayed that I would be released. And the same person said, pay tax to the people who locked me up. Come on, don't be ridiculous. And then for goodness sake, you don't even have enough information to even make any accurate judgment about anything. Because somebody asked, <laughs> when is an election credible? <laughs> have you heard this and that thing? A girl went to ask the father, when is an election credible? The father said, when the opposition wins. <laughs> right now in Nenugu, everybody in the Labour Party believes that PDP is rigging. True of us. And what are the PDP people saying? That the other people are rigging. So INEC said, okay, we are not collating for that until we finish investigation. If I were INEC, it's not hard. She be now most people have voted. The fight is only in two areas. Hey, cancel the votes there now. Then bring soldier and police to every police station with video camera and everything. We'll be recording everything as we are voting. And time to count. PDP, one. Labor Party, one. BDP, two. Who we will vote. And then, of course, other parties like A, 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 SDP. <laughs> there are some parties when you see, say, who remember to vote for these people? <laughs> The Lord is good. There was one strange party I voted for at a point in time. I've been trying to check how many votes they got in Enugu. <laughs> I've been looking. They don't even bother recording their votes. <laughs> this one just said, no, no, I beg, Once reach number five, leave. I beg the other people. I also run people. I beg, don't, don't waste our time. And the point I'm making is that, listen, listen, listen. Everybody believes something once it doesn't favor them. So let's not, I'm begging you, don't get involved. I hope you're getting my point. What you will do, if I forgot the other part, I was going to talk about prayer. I've told you the warning, right? How should you handle this kind of situation? Because I forgot to mention that I was supposed to say that earlier. And we're using Enugu as an example. That's what I wanted to talk about. So we have this tight contest right now in Enugu. We have all accepted, essentially, even the other people have accepted that only two people are likely to win. Either Labour Party or PDP in Enugu. So let us assume I voted for PDP. And I know how to pray. And you voted for PDP, a, a labor party, and you know how to pray. It is forbidding that any one of us, me, will go to God and say, God, let PDP win. He doesn't want to hear that. What he wants, and you can't go and say, God, let labor party win. You can't say that. What you will do, all right? Because any prayer that two of us cannot agree on, and we are both Enugu citizens, residents of this city, who pray in this city, who pay taxes in this city, of this state, who paid tax in this city, and we are both children of God in this city, in this state. Any prayer we can't join hands on and say amen to is ineffective. So, since we are both children of God, you voted for Labour Party, I voted for PDP. Now, I don't know, I'm not saying I voted, I'm just, do you get my point? Don't come and will me at the end and say, eh, you are one of our enemies. I'm just trying to give an illustration. I hope you're getting my point. Because some people are nothing but zealots. All this one you are preaching is your own. Once they come outside, and so they go hold you. you know, and small digression, semi-digression. Do you know some people have no respect? And listen, if you're a pastor, 
Is this a political story you know those who are following you and those who just think you're an entertainer? There's a church I heard of because one governor went to the church. People left the church. All of you that left are crazy. All of, because you know this campaign period. And let me let you know, if I was a governor, I was a pastor of a church, all right? And a, the sitting governor wants to come and campaign, address the people. I will let him. The only thing I would do is I will call his opponents to say, your first guy came, first service, you come second service. Then the next guy, third service, all of you come and talk. And I will say clearly to you, I'm not endorsing you. If you take my picture as an endorsement, God punish you. I will say to you clearly that your kingdom will not endure. I'm a man of God, don't embarrass my soul. Say, so why are you not allowing him in? Because the congregation of people of the state. There's nothing wrong with me honoring him in five minutes. The only thing I will not do is to do only for one person. I will let everybody say, oh God, don't worry, I'll give you your time. After I've arranged with everybody. If everybody says they are not coming, I'm not letting you in. Now why am I saying that? Because you see people leaving church because how can you let this person come in? You have no respect. That's all I want to say. That guy is not your pastor. He's to you an entertainer. Because even if he were wrong, and you think that is strong enough for you to leave the church, you should know your head is not correct. You will not learn anything from there. You were not, have you withdrawn from school because that same man came to your university? It is church you can leave. See lack of respect. When your VCR received the person and shook his hand, why didn't you withdraw? I can't, I can't read in this school again. But it is church you can walk away. Lack of honor. That's why we can draw Jesus with water's card in his hand. We have no respect for holy things. That's the truth. Let me finish my instruction from the spirit, Abby. Where was I? You don't even know where I was going, so you don't know where I am. Yes. So, remember he voted for Labour Party? And supposedly, theoretically, hypothetically, because of zealots, I voted for PDP. God says, two of you are my children. You are my salt. You are the light of that city. You should be able to pray to unravel this problem that's going on. So we should be able to say, Lord, we join our hands. I personally like this man, so I voted for him. My brother likes this other person. Our hands are joined, though. He voted for him. Lord, let the person who will do this state good the most be the one to win. It's called, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. What is the will of God? The will of God is righteousness. What is the will of God? The will of God is justice. What's the will of God? The will of God is prosperity. What's the will of God? The will of God so that we can sleep in peace. Say, Lord, the person you can use to bring this to pass. After all, Peter said it, we don't know the heart of any man. We don't know the political statements they make. What does God expect from us in Enugu right now? As this is going on, God is saying, I'm waiting for my people to talk. I'm not waiting for INEC. I'm not waiting for anybody. I'm waiting for my people to pray. And pray with intelligence. What is the prayer? It's a simple prayer. Father, you know the heart of all men. As things appear right now, there are two people left after they have removed the other ones that were trying to decide who will win. And listen to me. It's not the votes that decide, I hope you know. It's God. Whoever God chooses, he'll just rewrite the arrangement. They will rewind time. Some people will go back home, refuse to vote. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. 
You'll be amazed. As I'm talking, I'm praying that prayer. Lord, we know your will, which is justice, peace, prosperity, advancement of the gospel, righteousness. And we're saying the person who will cooperate with you the most to establish these things, put him on that seat in Jesus' name. Lord, not our individual wills, but your will be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we ask that you will grant us peace. Many people have prophesied and predicted and prophetically tried to engineer protests. We say, Lord, grant us peace. We don't want any NSAS people to come and break our bus stops or bust our ATM machines, burn our banks, burn our buses, burn private vehicles, burn businesses. No, Lord, we don't want that. We want peace and tranquility in righteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask you to silence every voice of unrighteousness. Every machination of man. Every plotting of man. Some people are plotting to kill people. Lord, frustrate them in Jesus' name. The determined ones, let his own bullet enter his heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. But Lord, grant us peace. We ask for peace for Enugu in Jesus' name. It's Lion Building, we call it, right? Nigerians know us so rock. In Enugu, our own is called Lion Building. Let the anointed of the Lord sit there in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And that's what we are supposed to do as a people. Take this to the national level too. That's how Christians pray. Did you hear what I said? That is how Christians pray. That's what God is waiting for. Some of these things are in suspension. God is waiting. Not waiting for Einek. You've not been there. You'll just be confused. Because I'm waiting for my children to talk. And please, don't say more than this one or anything around it. Don't mention any human being's name in prayer. Are you getting my point? I seem to say that this person must come in. What do you know? Why is he talking so arrogantly? I said, wow. Now, wow. Are we this stupid? You want to die for people that if I tell you where's his home address, you don't know. What is his children? What did they say about him? You have no idea. You're like, no, 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 no. Then you and your friend, you have quarreled. And you go to the same church. You have left your church. Father God, you see all those crazy pastors. You have to forgive them. Because if you don't forgive them, you will kill people. I think I was an Anglican reverend. The one that said that if you don't vote for the Liberal Party, we'll pray and beat you to death. And say in the church, I hope his bishop has suspended him. Because if the bishop does not suspend it, the bishop must go. Something must be wrong with the bishop's head too. Like, well, Lord, crazy people in ministry these days. And I, I give down to the Catholics. They will suspend you. You know, Father Maka, when he, when Father Maka wouldn't let Peter be rest. They transferred him to Rome. <laughs> he has come back now. Since he came back, he has been very humble. If he makes noise again, this time around, he's going, he's going to Sicily. Okay, we will just went to Iraq. What is all of this? The man said, you know what made me laugh about that, that reverend? He said, don't be anybody's talk. I said, you're a talk. <laughs> can you say a talk? A talk, saying that nobody should be a talk. Because if you can threaten that you'll be somebody to death, what are you? 
anointed tug, consecrated tug, tug in ministry. The Lord is good. Please let me repeat my instruction, not admonition, by the Spirit. Anybody takes office from day one, you're on your knees, invoking the presence of God, asking God, take possession of this individual. Use him. Please leave all that anointed, you know. And so they say, so, 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 so. They come wearing so for eight years. So was waxing stronger. All the arrows they shot at him. Some people saw it in the vision. People use prayer to cut it off. Most of the arrows were coming from church. Shooting arrows at the man. God said, no, he won't die. God raised intercessors for him. He prayed for him. They sustained him. You think it's medicine that sustained him? No. When he came to him last year, the way he was marching, I said, all correct, sir. He marched like a general. All the pastors were angry. Like, we have not died. <laughs> Rubbish and nonsense. The Lord is good. Listen, let me tell you something there. Eh? Being popular as a Christian is not what you need. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. Everybody's on that road. Christians make me laugh. You see, unbelievers are, jo- they are marching on the road and you enter that place. Don't worry. When a soldier arrives, eh, the soldier that will catch you hmm, is not human. You are the one that thinks he's human. He's an, he's an angel that borrows fatigue. No, they call fatigue. That uniform of soldiers. They will select you and flog you for God. They will bring you out. If as a Christian, if I find you, listen to me, as a Christian, if I find you doing answers, other version one or version two. You know, when you want to know when the church went mad there, pastors went to where they were doing answers to be doing service. Some of you don't like me, you should know that I don't like you too. So let's just get it clear now. No, it's true. You are not my you are not my disciple. I'm not your teacher. So log out. I don't care. He saw Christians, those who couldn't do uh, carry with no go grill, decided doing prayer work. All of it, you know, iniquity. They were inviting horses. One of our brothers is a politician in this city. He says, sir, this thing spreads so fast. I say, yes, that's why they are called horsemen. They've been giving power to take peace away from men. To make men slay each other. Can't you read the Bible? People will welcoming wicked horsemen. That's why I wrote that time. I've seen princes walking on the streets, protesting. At the end of the day, in case you did not know, the government, hmm? in fact, not the government now, most people in northern Nigeria saw it as an anti-Buhari protest. Did you see anybody up no doing this? No, when pastors don't preach Christ, why won't you preach politics? There are churches that you should, you should stop being, you should suspend going for a while in righteousness until your pastor's head comes down. You leave a church. Instead of it to have a ministry of reconciliation, you have ministry of vexation. You have ministry of division. There's one pastor I look at, anytime he's talking, I say, oh God, do you want to go home? You know they call home? I don't mean GRU. Because the way your anger is boiling, the way you are acting with pulsating, this is anger of man. Now it does not work the righteousness of God. His obvious are not praying. When he does not pray, begin to pray. I say you are not praying. 
of fighting. You are wrestling against flesh and blood. They're not even wrestling against principalities anymore. You know the way they wrestle with principalities now. Say this head of state is a principality. Let's begin to wrestle. <laughs> ah! Lord, Vico, have mercy. I'll give that instruction again, again to my message. This is the word of the Spirit of God. May 29th. At least thank God they know who is in the normal cycle. I hope, will, I hope, even if they want to do anything, they don't do their rerun in those areas, sharp, sharp. 29th will make it, right? Okay. Nationally, for those of us in Enugu, we'll make it. By the afternoon of May 29th, you have identified whoever they swore in, and you're on your knees. That's what I'm saying. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care. We can't have a nation where people cannot be in agreement. Christians now, to ask God, to ask God for things for him to do. That's why I said to you, two parties are struggling for who's winning in Enugu now. It's a very tight race. They are accusing each other of everything. And they are, as far as I'm concerned, they are all guilty of everything. They are. But I'm not allowed to say, God, give this man. Don't give this man. I can just say, Lord, you know the heart of man. You are the one. You know. Please grant us peace. These are things we can. Please go and read out my book again. Let us agree. The church and her role in national democracy is there on our website. It's free to download. It's a small book. Read it and believe it. Believe in the Lord thy God. So you will prosper. Believe also his prophets. So you will be established. I am speaking as a prophet of God in that context. Whatever I wrote inside there, believe everything. It's not only for the good of the nation, it's for your personal good. One reason why people don't see clearly is when they disobey small, small things like this. They have 18 candidates running for presidential election, for, for presidency. Four leading candidates. And you have the temerity to save one person does not when you are leaving this country. If you stay behind, you won't prosper. Better go. Or you repent and join what I'm saying. What I'm just telling you to do is what? Pray. Leave, a, leave behind your own. Are you the only one in the country? So God must follow your choice. Allow God to rule. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, because it's human beings, you are, you, nobody's getting anything. The church should not be like the world. And if I find you on the street, I know some people have used style, some prophets have used style to prophesy protest. If I find you there, let me just give you your own word now before you go there. Father, those angels in fatigue, remember them. Remember your children. If you find any one of them on the street carrying placard, please isolate them. They won't even know how the angel met them in the midst of a thousand people. And managed to carry them out to one side. It doubled them. You know? You know what it calls? You know when soldiers double you? When they finish doubling you, you are tripled for the next one week. Oh, let me tell you the truth. God will not let your bones break. Why are you saying amen? Are you planning to go and join protest? <laughs> and you will not die. Nobody's going to shoot you. But that flogging, thou shalt receive. Stop disgracing the name of the Lord. Don't be wasting God's time. You should be on the mountain at such times. Praying. When you finish praying, declare the word of God. Is that what we have been doing here all this while? 
God gave me inspiration to write something. I don't know how many pages it will be. But I want to show the church, you guys don't believe anything. That's been the issue. You don't believe the gospel. People don't believe the gospel. They don't believe the gospel. Like Pastor Corey said the other day, he said this electoral, electoral season has shown us what we are. We don't believe the gospel. He said, Pastor Corey, we don't believe the gospel. We don't believe in the power of God. We don't actually believe we can pray and go with here. We don't believe we can preach the gospel into the air and it will have effect. Today is what? Tuesday, right? I finished teaching on Sunday evening in my senior citizens fellowship where I'm the chaplain. One old man came to meet me afterwards. This man is, I mean, to be a member of that fellowship, you have to be like, well, our members are 65 and above. All right? Our chairman is celebrating his 90th birthday. So, they're not children. I'm dealing with them. When I say I'm the chaplain, don't think that I'm the oldest person. I'm the smallest boy there. Why are people walking? You understand my point? Uh-huh. So, I just, ah, Vangi, how are you? Now, I said, the process, yes, sir. So, the chaplain tried to leave that, you know, default of saying. <laughs> so, a man, this man will be in his 70s, definitely. He came and he told me something. He said, everything you have said, he said, if God just used it to confirm what he was showing me from scriptures yesterday. That he was studying the book of Mark on Saturday. I came to preach Sunday evening. And you know what he said? He said, the church, they mind the things of this world. That their eyes are set on earthly things. He said, just like the disciples. That Jesus will be talking on he- heavenly things. Jesus will say, beware of the living of the Pharisees. He says, because we didn't take bread. <laughs> if I say one thing, that made me laugh. You know when Jesus said that? Now, when you went out and lacked nothing, when I said, oh, did you lack anything? He said nothing. He said, now, if you don't have this, buy a sword. He said, you know what happened? Now, this was his interpretation. He said Jesus was trying to give them a spiritual lesson. So they just said, oh, I see two swords here. He said, it is enough. I'm not talking again. <laughs> they just said, it is enough. Why would you people even understand what I'm saying? And if you check, check it, it was a problem Jesus had. He wants to talk. He said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. He said, Andrew, I told you to carry bread. Oh, God, don't vex now. <laughs> he said, he's angry. He said, yes, now we have to buy Pharisees bread. And he said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. Jesus said, oh, what am I going to do to these people? So he said, there are things I want to tell you. Can't get them now. After I rose up from the dead, 40 days of intense teaching, explaining things to them. He said, now I'm about to go away. They said, will you at this time give the king over to Liverpool? <laughs> Jesus said, I'm going, I'm going. I'm going. All these people will do the rest. See these people. He said these people. This was what this old man was telling me. He said he was just reading the scriptures. So now I, I, I was not teaching along that same line in the evening on Sunday. He said everything I just said just came to further expand what the Lord told him the day before. That is the church minds earthly things too much. You know what the church is doing? They are saying we have no faith, so we have no understanding. And for that reason, we believe. 
that whatever we see will come out of the things that are visible. Did you hear that? I pray you can decode it. That because we have rejected faith, we can't believe that God can do something for us except he follows our thoughts. I hope you're getting my point. That's what's going on right now. Like our sister said, we say, Pastor, you warned us about this thing. He said, I'm so sorry, I did not heed your warning. I said, you are forgiven. Now go and heed it. It's not too late. And the hidden is simple, brethren. It's just to learn to pray with an open heart. That's all. That's all. All those prophetic nonsense you hear, discard them. What do I mean? You know, all kinds of imams have been prophesying. CIA prophesied first. And Nigeria would disintegrate eight years ago. That eight years has not yet come. But that was eight years ago. That is, they prophesied like 13 years ago that would disintegrate eight years ago. Eight years after, we are still here. The prophets have started their own prophecy too. I've heard all kinds of prophetic things. And I've discovered that most of them are nothing but prophetic accusations. That is, they are sent before the judgment throne of God. Things did not go the way we prophesied. So please scatter it. To fulfill our word. Thank God that God has different sets of prophets. There are Ananias, but there are Jeremiah's. And I'm recruiting Jeremiah's for the Lord. That you will get up and say, Lord, I don't care what APC, PDP, Labour Party, any people are doing. Jesus, you will still reign. That's it. That's it. You just focus your mind there. You just focus your mind there. Just focus your mind there. No? Sometimes I look at it. Like yesterday, we went out, we bought bread, we went to the, um, the restaurant, there. my son and I we bought bread. And they laid the bread down on the table. And I was laughing in my mind. This is plenty of bread. Did I farm? No. Now, if it sounds funny to some people, do you know, as far as I could see, this was a supply of the Spirit of God. I did not farm. You may say I work, but I don't believe so. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Because if it was work, <laughs> Judah, why not the one telling me about boys who work yesterday? He said he saw people walk, digging. I think he was the one that hired them. These guys will come. Whatever they smoke, they swallow. He doesn't know. When they start digging, he said, said, God, you know if you give me 20 million, I won't do this job. How many millions do you say? Is it dollars? Yes. And how much were they digging for? Maybe 3,000 a day. Okay, they, they, they are calculating it. And we were just looking at them say, Me, we hire these people. Give me 20 million in digging. If you think you are working, forget that. It's not working. You're not working. God is just blessing you. No, God is just blessing you. You are not working. Leave that thing. God is not just blessing you. You're not working. And what even strikes me the most, that, you know, I just thought about it. I just told my son, Go in there, get the bread. So he came down, went to get the bread. I said, You have your card? He said, Yes. So I transferred myself, transferred the money to his card. You know, because I had it, so I just took my app, transferred it much later anyway. But what just struck me the whole thing was I didn't see any cash. 
it may look trivial to from some people. I just sat in the vehicle. He went and came out with the bread. All the cash transactions were imaginary. You think it's real. Wait till the bank shuts down. That's when you know there's nothing. You don't have anything. That your 10 million is zero. It's nothing. It's nothing. Don't think you have anything. You don't have anything. Look, when God wants to break this, okay, look at the small one he did recently. To spend your own 10,000, you pay 3,000. Hey, by the way, if you are doing POS business and you are doing that, God punish you. Yeah, I didn't prophesy this in scripture. You are a user. That's what you are. So, Pastor Banky, yes, I'm telling you to stop that nonsense. There are some levels of wickedness you don't get into. It's wickedness. I told you what the house man did. A man went to a house man, a Muslim, in Abuja. He said, how much is your charge? He said, 200. And he said, but your mates are collecting one five. He said, no, 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 I don't want to be part of the problem of this country. That was what the Muslim said. You, go, go into, you, know, some, you don't even have a conscience. He said, I know what I want you to get the money. Then stop that business. You know that it's, you won't get more rubbish. Go and get something else to do. After what are you saying? You hijack the money too. Is that not what you do? You go to an ATM and collect as much as possible? Hey, I beg, some things just don't make any sense. Somebody said, one guy came to do something for my wife. So the person that sent him, that's okay, sent his money, his money is 5,000. The guy left for my wife came out. And I called the man and said, please, ah, your guy has gone, no. his money is 5,000. I said, okay, I will send him the 5,000 there. The guy said, send it to my account. I'll give it to him. And I come and say, hey, add one five, with which I'll collect it. My wife said, lie, lie. I've never paid 50 cobble to anybody. Not this nonsense. Say, give me the guy's account number. I transfer 5,000 to him. It's not better to dash the guy 6,5 than to give you one five to collect the 5,000 to give him. What? Ah, which sin I come? We got to punish me like this. Anyway, let me just tell you the one I said before. The Bible says God will punish you, but I'm praying for you. And God will forgive you. But first of all, you shall repent. If you continue, you're on your own. He said, Pastor Mankai, what are you saying? He that shows mercy will obtain mercy. So if you continue like this, you will soon need something. You know You will soon need something. Somebody needs cash now. You will soon need to see the doctor. You go, no, just, you go soon need something. You go soon need lawyer. You know where I preach? Where I preach? Many Christians don't know what they are doing is bad. I just need to tell them to stop. You can't be taking advantage of every situation. Abba, have, trust God to bless you now. Ah, are you getting my point? The things just say, God, no, no, please. <laughs> I need you. I need you to bless me. I need you to bless me. You just say something that no, Lord, I need your blessing. If I'm going for your blessing, I can't walk like this. Let me get back to the thing I was trying to say. What was I trying to say? No, no, no. That's at the beginning. I've never reached that one yet. <laughs> I know that one. I know that one. The only problem I've even forgotten what the request said. Hmm? Okay, yes. Okay, thank you for reminding me of that. There's something I was trying to say just now. Okay, before I went into that. <laughs> now, listen. Yeah, it's a blessing. Thank you. Now, look at it now. You even have money to spend it is hard. So if God shuts down any path, you realize that you don't have money. You realize you don't have money. 
In this life, it's God that blesses people. It's not, look, God showed me that immediately after NYSE. Of course, I was believing God for prosperity and all of that. Before, I, when I went to Lagos, God first showed me that you don't need money. And you know how he showed it to me? He showed me those who had. I hung around them for some months. And I realized that, Banky, what you need is not money. It's not money you need. If God smiles on you, the eh, sun will shine on you. The rain will fall on your seed. Ah, your goats go born for. Very strange with goats. Now, dog, they born like say, <laughs> But your own go born for. God will just shine on you. And God said, So, is that not what you need? Though? Like I said the other day, when God wanted to bless Peter, He gave him fish and said, Leave the fish, let's go. You know what He just said to Peter? Fish is not struggle. If I speak to fish, they will come to your house. They will knock on the door and say, catch us, catch us. So this struggle, struggle is not it. Listen, if you don't feel the anointing of God, don't, don't get out, don't do anything. Just know God, no, you have to be with me. You have to be with me. I can't be struggling like, like somebody who's, who's cursed, who they spoke to his ground, that the earth will not yet increase for you. Say no, it's to be fruitful and to multiply. That's my portion. You have to operate under a blessing. And I realized it, listen, as I, when I look at that, I, do that I, just, I just looked at the bread. They laid it on the table there. I just shook my head. I looked over and said, Father, thank you. I said, this bread is a gift of God. I didn't labor for it. I didn't farm wheat. And don't tell me I have money. No. Some imaginary things just moved around. And then bread entered my table. I gave somebody money the other day. I was telling my wife, this is very funny. Uh, you know, I was so going to visit somebody. So I asked some cash. I said, I beg, I'm not giving anybody my cash, though. So I got there, greeted the person, congratulations, said, please, can I have your account number? The person sent. So I wired some money to the person. Ah, thank you, sir, thank you, sir. And I was laughing. I told my wife, it's nothing. That's like, because I didn't give out, give out my cash, you know, so I didn't notice. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I get my point. Before I gave out the money and afterwards, I felt nothing in myself. I didn't feel like money had left me, you know, like virtue left. Nothing left me. <laughs> Do you understand my point? I just see this reason. I said, God, this is what God wants. Man, can just relax. Things are happening. It's not your labor. It's not your energy. It's not your labor. It's not your energy. It's just the gift of God. Listen, the peace will enjoy in Nigeria. It's not, let nobody prophesy nonsense for you. God will just breathe peace. And we have invoked his name. God that makes wars cease. That's all we need. And that's what I'm telling everybody. All you want to pray, bear those things in mind. That's what you need. See, so when you are praying, just know what you are doing is you are invoking a blessing, not only on the nation, but on yourself. That's what I'm telling everybody. Don't let Satan come and deceive you. You now become the company of the accusers of the nation. There are those after they saw the election results, they didn't like it. They said, we will struggle for the next eight years. You don't understand. You have prophesied upon yourself. It will not come to pass upon me the way you have said. It won't. The Lord is good. Let's not, let's not get back. Let's not start. But please, we'll give this instruction to everybody. I'm not joking about it. Alright? Don't be an accuser of the nation. Don't neglect your job. I said this thing for years. Many did not hear it. In fact, which is why I'm saying it again. Many people, they are repelling their own blessing. They think they are critics. And listen for your information. God does not need critics. What it needs is intercessors. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. So I've seen somewhere, somewhere we're talking about saying, eh, 
you know, critics are needed in democracy. I say, do I look like uh, Dino Malaya to Malaya to you? Do you? Are you getting my point? Also, of that lawyer, there's one very troublesome lawyer in Nigeria. Femi, do I look like Femi Falana to you? Even Festus Koyamu has stopped it. You know, you know Festus Koyamu? He was a critic too. I hope you know it's Ganifa and Miss Boy. After a while, the guy said there's no need to criticize. Now, so my God, do, 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 he die. <laughs> the guy, just let me go and join those who are ruling. I'm not saying you should do like that. I'm just trying to say. No, oh, many of us don't know Fesos Kiyamo. When, I mean, those when I was in Lagos, he was a troublemaker, just like, in fact, he was working for in Ghanese chambers. What am I going to say? We don't need more critics. We have any family follow. What we need is what? Intercessors. That's what I'm making. What we need is what? Intercessors. Please be an intercessor. That's what I'm talking about. So that God can breathe his blessing upon you. Let this land, you know, yield for you now. You can't go around angry all the time. You know, some people, eh? They are ang- you know, their father was angry for a long time. Then their father died and laid hands upon them and transferred anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, Eastern Nigeria, very, very common. There are people who were not alive when Biafran War was fought. They are angry over it today. You see some people, I say, oh boy, wait, how old are you? You are 40 something. You know what it means? For you to have been dead on the Biafran War, you have to be at least 55. No, 55 is too small. You have to be 60. Because the war ended like 53 years ago. So if you are less than 6, you won't know what was going on. And I see them angry. You know why? Their father transferred the anger to everybody in the family. And they are boiling. You see, they are angry. They are just angry. You want to know the truth? You will die for nothing. Thus says the Lord, thou shalt die for nothing. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Did you know that I said, thus says the Lord? Yes, I wasn't joking. No. I don't mock when I say, thus is the Lord. If you go and check all my jokes, I don't add, thus is the Lord. So you may find it funny, but I wasn't joking. But better remove bitterness from your soul. It's what is called bondage of, you know, that is a goal of bitterness. Which leads to being in bondage to iniquity. Some people are on antidepressants, they are hypertensive because they are angry. That's why, if you're not, some of you go to some funny churches, your pastor is always angry. Leave, oh, I'm begging you. Say, Pastor, I'll be praying for you. I need to have peace of mind. I need to go home and go and forgive. I'm not saying you don't have cause for offense. I'm saying you cannot walk in offense. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you don't have cause for offense. Some people are angry with their father, the way they treat their mother. Look, listen, you will do the same thing to your wife. Because that thing is a spirit. Spirit is looking for who to possess. Just look for a boy who's angry with his father. My father did it, my mother, who did not even eat where he was very, very wicked. Do you know he had another wife outside who did not know? So, what are you going to do about it? Want to kill the other wife and all her children? By the way, your father has died. And that was five years ago. And you are still angry today. Please, if you see, hey, young ladies, if any man wants to marry his angry with his father, I beg in the name of the Lord, don't marry him. What did I say? He will, look, he will use poison to finish it. Look, he will poison you, poison your children. Your children will be sad all the time. By the time your son is 12, you'll be smoking. And you won't know why. It's the anger in the heart of your husband 
It's a spirit. The spirit is just looking for who do I possess? Who do I possess? When you look at you, your soul is too quiet, too cool. You jump on top of your children. For you know, a 12-year-old to be in school, he's smoking, he's joining gang. Why? Because of the anger in his father. That's what I'm telling you. Don't marry any bitter man. And tell him like that. Say, Andrew, I whatever be your name. I love you. But Pastor Bang said you are too bitter for me. Just tell him like that. He said, hey, the, will of, he said hey, hey, the will of God is for me to have peace. Don't come and harass me with the will of God. You are too disturbed in your soul. You don't know what my father did. I know what you are doing. And that's what that concerns me. What your father did, I don't know. I don't care. But you will not bring that bitterness into my life and into that of my children. You better forgive your father now because you are going to be exactly like him. Ed Cole taught us that one those days. He said, the key, he said how do you spell release? Say release to spare release. All right. The words, the, the, the letters to spare release are F O R G I V E N E double S. He said that's how you spare release. Not R E L E. No. How do you spare release? Forgiveness. So otherwise, that same spirit that possesses your father will possess you. People are angry. My father did not strive. You know, have you that noise before? My father did not strive. That's why he was not rich. Most people who strive, who strove, what's the correct English? Strive or strove. I don't know. Anyway, find out the pastors. Those who hustled, most of them are dead. My father did not strive. My father did not strive. That's why he's alive. <laughs> Many of those who are striving, they are dead. They are very dead. Oh, that one they are doing, uh, is, uh, the man has to go out. Most people who struggle, eh, they are dead. This life cannot be overtaken by struggle. Just I just struggle and make it. It's a lie. It's a lie. Most people struggle. You know why you don't know? Nobody allowed them to write a book. You go and write a book from one man who struggled and made it, forgetting that 99 other people struggled and failed. They just after struggle, struggle, they just give up. Some people they don't go out in the morning that they've gone now so many times. It's as if the whole life is just waiting for them outside to clobber them. They invest money, they will lose it. They do everything. Every, they've even sown seed. Nothing. Nobody one man begin demand refund of tithe. They told him kingdom investment will guarantee prosperity. He had invested and invested. He don't do first. Do he said, I'm only asking for tithe. That's the only one I have receipt for. Me and I refund me. You know what that means? The thing didn't work. The one that used to make me laugh. Some people say that because my father was helping people. That's why he's not, he wasn't rich. I hope you know that thing is a lie. Your father was poor. He was poor. Don't blame anybody. Is he the first to help people? MQ Abiola, all he did was to give out money. Is he poor? Or is he poor? Don't, don't leave that. No, seriously. This is not, this, this is, look, I married, a, I married from a family of two people that all they did their lives was help people. My mother-in-law was a small girl when her mother died. And she took all her younger ones into her husband's house. She was hardly 21. I'm not talking about two people. Like three. They grew up they call, they call her mom because she was their mother. But they are younger, younger siblings into a small house. Let's not start counting my father-in-law who his father was still having children when he was having children. Why oh, you see Nigeria that time I run? <laughs> I'm not kidding. My wife has aunties that are younger than her. Auntie that, that, that kneel to greet her. 
Because that, that her grandfather, he was busy. After that, he now died as every human being will do. Now left the children. All my father-in-law and my mother-in-law did was take care of people. That's all they ever did. I'm telling you. All they ever did was take care of people. My father-in-law did his PhD in his 60s. Because he always wanted to go to school, he said he didn't have time. He had to work to help other people. So when he had the rest, he went to do a PhD. My wife, when he finished his PhD, my wife was joking with her mother. That you are not a wife of a doctor too. Said, Welcome to the club. You're just making a joke. The man was, he said he did PhD. Oh, he said, no, you always wanted to be an academic. But man, say, well, I'm not let him see straight. Because he had 39 younger ones. And he was the firstborn. Oh, he thought I was joking. When I said his, his father was busy. All he did was take care of people. All he did. He and his wife. That's all they ever did. Just down there, be solving people's problems. I was there when I married their daughter and came to the house. Every time, and this person, this one called, this one did this one, this one called every day, day and night. You know, the day he built this house in the village, we valued it at a million dollars. He didn't become poor. He didn't become poor. The house was built on 10,000 square meters of land. That's what my wife, my, 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 my son walked in. He said, Daddy, how come there are so many chandeliers in this house? I said, your grandfather has money. He doesn't know what to do with it. He has only trained the whole village. The village have now grown up now. <laughs> so there's nothing. Do you get my point? Well, so God has now blessed him. And so money was still coming. He said, let me now build house. So then what light to you? Your father was having people. It's Satan that wants to make you poor. That's where I'm going. Satan that wants to make you poor is the one that's lying to you. That is your father doesn't have money because he was helping people. So now you are Mr. Stingy of the neighborhood. <laughs> you go for naming ceremony. You can't bring pampas. People wear you chop chicken, you can't come out. That's why you're having diarrhea after every ceremony. You never bring, give nothing. You don't give anybody anything. Why? Your father was helping people. Ten years now. You can't do you are getting poorer. Listen, your father's poverty was a generational curse. So better break away from it. I hope you are getting my point. It wasn't because he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't helping anybody. It's your mother that was using that one to lie, to cover for him. No, let's tell ourselves the truth. The only thing he did was to maybe one day, you know, just he paid his own portion of uh, extended family contribution. He said, helping who? If he was truly helping people, he would have become wealthy. He wasn't. I'm just telling you so that you won't believe lies. That's what I'm saying. Live a generous life. Don't let anybody come and fool you. Generosity does not make people poor. The Bible says there is he that scattereth, yet increaseth. Say, but there is he that withholdeth more than his meat, but tended towards poverty. Let's relax our beg people. What am I saying? Let's do things that will make the earth yield increase for us. You can't be in the land and you're not praying for the land and for the leadership and it will yield for you. That's what I'm saying. What you need to do, I don't get on your knees every day. Look, don't say, eh, these people, they are, look, let me, listen, I know some people won't like this. See all these political parties. 
all of them are riggers. There's no one more riggful than another. See, I know these people. There's one guy whose name I shall not mention. He's looking at me with one corner I wear is. I won't tell, let me look everywhere so you won't know where he is. He was describing the rigging they are doing in this place. He said, he said oh, this is where <laughs> all of them. There's one guy, he said he went to, let me know, it's Bill, I say I'm taking sides. But there's one of these, our state, they, they are candidate, big, they say, listen, go no, not one invalid vote. The guy, he wrote it on Twitter. He said, how can they do for in a state? No invalid vote. That's how you catch them. Like one man say, ringing. All they are doing is ringing. <laughs> The Lord is good. <laughs> so please, don't let anybody deceive you. Okay, listen, listen. Leave all these politicians alone. What did I say? Just do the will of God. Pray for your state. Pray for this country. Make it a duty. Wet the ground with intercession and prayer. Leave anger behind. That's why I said that one. If you're angry, your father forgive him. He too, he tried. Yes, I know he gave up early. But if it's you that tried ten times, you too, you will give up, you will give up too. The righteous man tries only seven times, have you? <laughs> so please forgive him. That's what I'm trying to say. Because if you don't, you will try 50 times and nothing will happen. And please don't believe motivational speakers. Most of them are motivational liars. Though. Most of them they are saying they are not true. That's why this one that talk on Twitter. It's our boys that they will go and they will take the best picture, use it for DP. They're giving you keys. Keys that they don't, the key without padlock. They have a lot of keys. <laughs> what am I saying? It's not struggle that will help you. It's for God to breathe favor upon you. And I'm telling you things you need to do to activate his favor in your life. Don't prophesy evil against the land. The land will not yield for you. That's what I'm saying. Don't. And listen, don't think you run away from Nigeria. Some of you are selling grandfather's land because you want to relocate that way. I saw one video the other day. The one man on the quarry with his wife said, Now you say, Me will come here. Yes, now nah, I showed my wife the video. In the UK. It was a neighbor that was called. He said, The woman called her. I said, They did not tell me it's like this. He said, You said, You didn't ask. He said, They didn't tell. He said, They told you, you refused to believe. Which is how happened. He said, No one will get you. In a day, day two, in a day, rough farm. He said, No, you're rough. You won't come rough. Join us now. The woman reached their good, they, they sold cars, sold house, sold everything. Some of these women have told you witchcraft is not good. If you tell your husband to, something twice, he doesn't agree, leave it. Some of you are so stubborn. In the, in the interest of peace, the man will agree. That's how to enter into peace. And I've told you men, niceness does not read that side. Actually, I've been telling you, some people when go and take the fire, they go and quote for, for their wives. That Pastor Banky said, I don't have to be nice. You don't need to quote me. Just do what you are supposed to do. If woman tells you something, if you don't want to do, not do. Go and pray about it. If your spirit doesn't feel right, say you have the carrying face for you. So you get come sit down here. I paid your father, so there's all this one you're doing. It's true. God said you should submit to me. I hope you get my point. We are not going anywhere. Because you know what I'm saying? So these guys they got there. The man is not angry with the wife that she's the one that pressured him. I said, Don't be stupid, my friend. You are an irresponsible man. She pressured you. You call yourself a man. That's why they have transgender. You should transmit tra- Yeah, it's true now. <laughs> You should become the transgender woman. May your wife become the transgender man. When uh, Nain, they make, make, make decisions now. Rubbish. So they go, look, 
all the money where the carry come up for Nigeria, it finished within the first three months. I mean, those who lend their money here, don't they call? This is when they reach there, you go just, there's one, it mango, one mango tree at the back of uh, King Charles Palace. Where they pluck, did they pluck pound? Mm. So they can't, they call the people. You never pluck in now. Is it? If they they afflict them now. Eh? If you are like that, just come home. I those of you resign from banks to go. I know bankers, and eh? they will take you back. They are looking for staff. From there, just call. Call Mrs. Okemutis, Madam Nabek. Convert that my resignation to extended leave, and they come back. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is that don't think that you, will, you, you, you talk rubbish and you now run somewhere. The law will not be good for you. Poverty is a spirit, it doesn't need visa. I'm telling you. Lizard in Nigeria, Archbishop Dawsa used to say, will not become an alligator in America. Let God bless you wherever you are. That's the point we are making. So one of the things you will do is you bless the land every day. You get on your knees and bless the land you are in. Bless Enugu. I hope you're getting my point. Please, those of you who are not in Enugu, don't be angry with us. We're in Enugu. That's why we're saying, whatever you are blessed that place to, bless Lagos. Eh? Bless Abakliki. Bless uh, Benue, Makodi, wherever you are. But we are in this city, bless the city. Pray for the governor of the city. When a new governor comes in, pray for him. I know you didn't vote for him, pray for him. A new president is sworn in, get on your knees daily. Read that my book, you know. Um, let us agree. I said, don't worry about one man. Worry about the cities occupying. Say, that city, all things are yours, says the Lord. So that city will do me good. That city will do me good. You will make decrees that will favor me. When God wanted to bless the Bakari, he made the whole country. The military administration wrote a new law because Pastor Yadiboye prophesied and blessed him. Wrote a whole new law on professional practice in the country. So don't think we are joking about these things. Wrote a law. Look, no time to start giving personal testimonies. Sometimes, you know, God will just do some things for me. I say, now, I didn't even ask you for this one now. Why are you... But anytime God gives me something, I just said, thank you. Because you said, behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Let me just prophesy for so we can go home. I will get back to what the reference said later. I will say that before we close, okay? What am I prophesying for you? This land will bless you. Amen. This land will yield increase for you. Amen. Whoever becomes governor in, Nigeria, in Enugu, we make decrees that will fulfill the will of God in your life. Amen. Doing business in this environment will become conducive for you. Amen. The seed you have been sowing, they will produce a giant harvest. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember, every ancestral curse in your life has been broken. Amen. Yes, it's been broken. Amen. That spirit of poverty I said to somebody earlier, it doesn't apply to you. It does not apply to you. It does not apply to you. Why? Because you have come under the cover of the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Listen, he said, I will say of the Lord, my refuge, my fortress. So I'm saying to you, the Lord is your refuge. The Lord is your fortress. He surrounds you with favor as with a shield. 
where you labored and got a thousand, you're about to do the same thing and get ten million. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, it is the Lord thy God that gives you the power to get wealth. Receive that power again now in Jesus' name. That power to get wealth, receive it now again in the name of Jesus Christ. It will be well with you when you go out. It will be well with you when you come in. This land will do you good. Oh God, this land will do you good. The president coming in, whoever he is or she is or whatever, the fellow will do you good. The next national assembly will do you good. This state governor will do you good. The house of assembly will do you good. Nigerian police will do you good. Nigerian military will serve you. In the name of Jesus Christ. It will be well with your children. (laughs) Your children will be taught of the Lord. And the Bible says great will be their peace. The word peace is shalom. It means prosperity. Great will be their prosperity. You have not brought them forth for calamity. They will prosper. Wherever they are, they will prosper. The federal government will serve them. Your neighbors will serve them. The land will serve them. The Lord will make prosperity flow towards them like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an abundant stream. Help will come to them from afar. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, the God that gave them to you didn't retire because you had children. He will follow them into the wilderness. And show them where the well is guzzling with water. In the name of Jesus Christ. They will not be without help. See, they have an angel. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah. In the time of trouble, they will be delivered. A speeding, drunken driver will not knock them down. In the name of Jesus. It will be well with them at home. It will be well with them in school. It will be well with them on the road. It will be well with them as they grow. As they are growing, they will be getting wiser. They will be getting smarter. None of your children will be dull. Oh, my father. In the name of Jesus, by the father, father, father. In Jesus' name, all of them will be bright, intelligent. This world will not overcome them. They will overcome the world. As their Lord has overcome the world, they will overcome the world. In the name of Jesus, every deficiency in their life is ended now. In Jesus' name. He said, you will not bring forth children from calamity. Because every calamity, by the power of the blood of Jesus in their lives, has been removed. It is well with them. It is well with them. You know, the Bible says concerning you, say, mark the children of the righteous one. They will be mighty upon the land. Your children are mighty. They are the seeds of the righteous. God needed you to raise them for him. That's why I give them to you. Receive the anointing to raise good children. And you will have them if you don't have them yet. Yes, in the name of Jesus. They are coming. 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 Receive them in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Thank you.